all got dreams, we all want things But what you gonna do for it, how you gonna move for it, what you gonna be And do you believe, you can do anything But what you gonna do for it, how you gonna move for it, what you gonna be We pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land, the Wondry people of the Kulin Nation. Thank you for your Mother Earth, the place where we learn, play and grow. We promise to do our very best to protect our Mother Earth. We understand if we look after the country, then the country will look after us. Woo! Let's get into it. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm stoked. I'm excited. We are, this is going to be the first one. We haven't done a podcast for a long, long time. Yeah. Because of COVID and that, so I thought this would be, you'd be a perfect way to get get this show yeah. on the road, if you like. Yeah, 100%. And I want to get going. I've, I've been talking about, uh, well, I've seen other podcasts do this, to be honest, and I think it's a great idea to have a question to always start off with. And what I want to start off with is, what, what, what uh, what's your favourite food memory? Favourite food memory? Yes. Oofed. Or your first food memory? I mean, it would just have to be back in Singapore at my my grandmother's place. So my my mum's side, so my mum's mum. And she would just cook a feast. And it would just be luxury. Like, we would have abalone, which was um, one of the best, like, luxury foods in Singapore. Um, And, yeah, rice, soup, lots of protein, meat. Veg, the whole shebang. Like a big and platter, like a yeah, big, like all. So everyone has. So in, in Singapore, what you have every every day is you have rice, side dishes like one meat, one fish, maybe veg and a soup. So yeah, that's like yeah, every, every single day. That's typically for a Chinese Singapore Chinese household. That's what you have for dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it is is your whole heritage Singapore Singaporean, right? Yeah. Singaporean? So I'm Singaporean Chinese. Yeah. Okay. Both my parents born in Singapore. Yeah. Um, I would say my grandparents probably maybe migrated from China. Yeah. If not the one after before that. Right. Yeah. Okay. But okay. mostly, yeah, we're all just Singaporean. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. How was it living in Singapore? Very different from Australia. Mm. Very different from Australia. It's yeah, it's small. Um, how can I describe? Food's amazing. Mm. Weather's crap. What, humid, you mean? Humid, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very it's not hot. raining. Or, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is raining. Oh, yeah, um, rainy season. I mean, yeah, raining season, like the December and stuff, yeah. very rainy. Um, but it's more the humidity aspect. Like if you, and it's really hot. So if you go out, do, you, do your thing, um, and then take a shower, you come out, you're sweating. Again. Yeah, yeah. So that's, the, that's probably one of the worst bits. And it was a bit backwards, I would say. It's not very progressive. It's getting better now. But yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've been to Singapore. I, yeah. I absolutely loved it. I thought it yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. I couldn't get away with, like you're saying about the humidity and the heat, everyone walks so slow. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> People walk really slow. People, they're really short as well. So they're... they're, they're <laughs> short legs. It's, yeah, it's, it's honestly like being in Asian countries is the only time I can actually look on top of people's heads because I'm so short as well. Yeah, but yeah. it's just... Yeah, like Kia, never. Yeah, never, yeah. It never happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do love Singapore. The, is it the hawker, correct me yes, if I'm wrong, exactly. the hawker markets? Yeah. yeah. We were so talking about them the other day downstairs and how they, if no one's ever been to one, it's basically, a, a, it's like a food court almost yeah. where, correct me if I'm wrong, I've only been to a couple of them, where all the stalls around the outside, the ones that I went to, the stalls yeah. around the outside and then there's like, you know, picnic benches in the middle effectively yeah. and then each shop does its own thing. Yeah. 
effective. So you do like one will do chicken and rice is a quite a famous one, chicken right? Rice, chicken yes. and rice. One of the best dishes ever. Yeah. yeah. And one will do like maybe a crab, Singaporean yeah. crab, chili crab, or one of it. And then one of them will do sugar water. That was the first time yeah. I ever had that sugar water. Sugar cane? Sugar cane, yeah, yeah through the mangle, yes. like yes, through the yes, mangle. Yes. And then you get the, the sugar juice. Yeah. And then you just go and get what you want from each stall. Yeah. And like no one really competes with each other as such. It's yeah. like the sugar guy does the sugar water yeah. and the dumpling guy does it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like very. Uh, eco-friendly in that in 100%. that way right and it's also really good because each stall just focuses on one thing and does it completely yeah really like, well really really well yeah exactly so you're not doing like 200 dishes you're just doing one to maybe 10 mm. and you do it really well and if you if you want something else you just go to the next stall so yeah we're here as a chef i guess you know you've got to be able to make fucking raviolis tortellinis and whatever else plus you've got to make be able to make patty on crude yeah. and as well as that you've got to be able to know how to do like you know like a master stock yeah. and on top there's just yeah. like geez it's such a That's broad a range yeah. of cuisines that you're trying to learn in western style kitchens if that's what you call it the european style kitchens whatever yeah. but in them ones like you say you're just focusing on and as well as a lot of business things and that we'll go and get more into the business but if you're just doing chicken and rice yeah then you have this you have a your chicken supplier you can negotiate really well on them prices right because yeah. all you're doing is chicken where if you're doing chicken and pork and beef and fish and da, 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 yeah. you're only buying a little bit you're obviously paying the premium prices where if you're buying boxes and boxes of chicken you'd be able to reduce the cost yeah. do you know what i mean 100 percent, and a lot less wastage i would say because you're yeah, only definitely. working with a couple of ingredients yeah per se um compared to yeah like you said 20 proteins or yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So abalone, you mentioned abalone. I'd never heard of abalone until I come here, really. Well, oh, really? At oh, all. but it's the, I think here, because you, you're so close to the ocean, so you can catch it fresh. Yeah. There's like can, and oh, it's a luxury it? product where you basically have like it. Like sliced, or is it chunk, like a whole So you can muscle? buy the chunk, like a whole thing, and then you just slice it. Yeah. Or baby ones. Yeah, so the, yeah, the, the big yeah. one's better, but like yeah. a, a personal preference. Um, and then, yeah. And, it's and very, how do you cook them? expensive. Um, you cook them, you slice them, and then normally you just go go with a sauce, and that's it. Yeah, okay. like you don't have to; it's already pre cooked. You can eat it straight. Oh, from the can, got it, got it, got it. It's got it's, a pre cooked. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I missed that. Yeah. So normally you have that on like a special occasion, like Chinese New Year or someone's birthday or something, because yeah. it's I don't know now, but like fifty to seventy dollars a can for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny ass. <laughs> yeah, like can of tuna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, like, the first time I come was when, first time I'd had. Abalone, like I said, was when I was in, in uh, Australia. Yeah. I was working at Rockpool, and we used to shuck them, and we used to cook them. We used to bash them out a little bit. It's pretty brutal, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. And then we bashed them out, and then we slightly floured them, and then we cooked them in a boom, oh. in, in foaming butter. Really? And then carved it, and then we put I think, lemon juice, parsley, uh, might have been capers inside yeah. the bernoise there, and then served it up. It was beautiful. Like carved yeah. it really thin. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a different. If you've never had it, it's an I've amazing. never had it um, breaded. Oh yeah, not yeah. not bread. We like, was, I have seen it breaded. We didn't bread it. We literally floured it. Just flour. Oh, just flour. Just flour. Yeah, no yeah, breadcrumbs. Yeah, yeah. But I have seen. I, I went to a, 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 a dinner with um, Corey Lee, yeah. who used to be the head chef at um, the French Laundry, and he did uh, baby abalone schnitzels, <laughs> like as a function, and they yeah, were breaded. That yeah. was like pretty yeah. pretty quirky. Um, and that's so. That's your favorite food memory. And what's what, what's your favorite food to cook, or what's a famous famous dish? Or your favorite dish you'd like to cook, or you do like to cook? Yeah. Should I say? I cook a lot of rice-based dishes. Yeah. So I do. Yeah. Lot, I mean, it's easy, and it's I love rice. 
Yeah. It's one of my favorite <laughs> carbs. Um, yeah, so fried rice, congee. I love congee. Like, I love congee. It's so easy. You literally yeah. just chuck it all in and then boom, and then. Yeah, would you have anything with the congee? Um, so it depends on if we flavor it or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fish congee is amazing. Chicken, um, shiitake. Um, and then we like to put like a bit of fish sauce in it to give it that umami. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I just do my chili oil and spring onion. Nice. Simple, simple. Yeah, I like yeah. really simple foods, especially at home. Um, I don't go too extravagant or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you have rice for breakfast? No. Okay. I don't eat breakfast, so yeah, that's... Okay. Um, but in, I mean, in Singapore, yeah, you can have rice yeah. for breakfast, for sure. Yoshi here, one of the chefs here, his wife has rice and a raw egg every day for breakfast. Every day. Raw egg? Yeah, ja- you, you, hot rice. Oh! Cracking the raw... Yeah, yes, hot yes, rice. Yes. So you put the rice cooker on yep. in the morning, drop it, cut a uh, raw egg, mix it up, so it like semi cooks it or whatever, yeah. and then just eats. She has it every day. She loves it. Yeah. Said it's a favorite, <laughs> it's a favorite thing. Yeah. It's funny Asian culture, or and then you know European culture. It, they all have it. You know, you've got your rice, you've got your polenta, you've got your mashed yeah. potato. They've all got that like staple base yeah. cheap ingredient, right? You, yeah. ne- you need it to fill up, right? It's, it's what, it's what yeah. you need. Yeah. yeah. So you see, even from Singapore, how did you end up in Australia? What's the go there? Um, so basically, I came to Australia when I was about 16, mm. um, at that high school. So I always wanted to, to be honest, I always wanted to study overseas. So for me, it was at the time, I was young, I didn't know, but I wanted to either come to Australia or go to America. Yeah, and good choice, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it worked out. <laughs> I actually wanted, wanted America, um, but... My parents were like, yeah, it's too far, it's super unsafe, blah, blah, blah. And they also studied in, um, they did the uni in New South Wales, in Sydney. You did? Uh, my parents. Oh, your parents yeah, did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, And right, I've got okay. an aunt here. So, so uh, they, it just all makes sense. They went to, they were in Singapore, come and study here, you went back to Singapore, is that what you're saying? So they, yeah, they were in Singapore the whole time. They did, um, they studied in New South Wales and then they went back to Singapore. Oh, yeah. what did they study, your parents? Oh, my mum was an accountant. Yeah. So I'm guessing accounting. Yeah, yeah. Maths, maybe. <laughs> uh, my dad, oh, I don't know. Because he's in like the, the grocery industry okay. back in Singapore. Yeah. But I, I, sure. I don't know what he studied. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No Agriculture. Way. Let's go with agriculture. <laughs> yeah, something like that. We'll yeah. just say that. Yeah. So at 16, you come here. 16, I come here. I did high school. That's young. Yeah. So with your parents or? My mum had to come with me because I was under 18, so I needed a guardian. So, she so was you're in Singapore, just to clarify this, you're yes. in Singapore, you're like getting on with your life, doing your thing, you yeah. get, and you think, I want to go travelling at a young age, so you're like 14 at this time or whatever it might be. Yeah. And then you're like, I want to go to Australia, and you've got to wait till you're 16 to go or something. Is that, is that what's happening? It just seems uh, a bit bizarre. Like if I said to my parents, I want to go to Australia, can you move over with me? It seems like they're going to be like, uh, not really. I was just like getting sick of Singapore and I wanted to, yeah, just try out something new, I guess. And I was going through a tough time then as well. So I just wanted In Singapore? To, in Singapore, yeah. Not enjoying it? Not enjoying it. Um, yeah, I had a bit of issues and just needed like an escape, I guess, yeah, per enough. se, in, the, in that time. So I came to Australia. Mum came with me because I was under 18 and needed a guardian. Mm. Uh, and then when I had 18, she went back. And then I did uni. I did all... I did uni. I did... Um, I went to cookery school. Yeah. Uh, so I did my set in... Uh, set three and four in commercial cookery. Did diploma in hospital, I think. Is that what I did? Yeah, sounds yes. about right. Yeah, well, yeah. And then... And then I started working in kitchens, and then that was how it is, and then now I'm here, yeah. Yeah, far yeah. out. <laughs> so yeah. at 16, I'm just wondering, it's, it's, a pretty, it's pretty interesting, I know you're brushing over that, but that's yeah. pretty interesting at 16 to decide that you want to leave your country, Yeah. and then it's lovely of your parents, in my, you know, I mean, in my, my opinion. I mean, my mum's a legend to come. Yeah, yeah, to come over yeah. here, and 
I'm guessing she put a lot of things on hold back at home. Yeah. To come and support you in that, and I guess you were renting an apartment or something with together with your mum or something with you. Or yeah. You had a, yeah, you rent an apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my cousin ended up coming too. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's the same age as me, so we both went to the same high school, um, and my mum was basically both our guardians. Um, so yeah, that was how it worked out. He's back in Singapore now. But Is he? Yeah. Well, he had to go back to do in Singapore. Oh, national service. Yes. Yeah. So he yeah, had to yeah. go back to do two years of that. Yeah. Um, Females don't have to do national service. No, just males. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they have to do two years. Um, Mandatory, and then I think if you don't do it, you can't go back to Singapore. It's real strict. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's like, it. Game over. Uh, that's it. I don't think you can go back if you don't for males. If you don't yeah. do your national service, you're barred. I'm pretty sure, but don't yeah. quote me on that. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, fair enough. I don't have. To, uh, luckily, I don't have to deal with it because yeah, I'm a yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> yeah. for sure. That's that's a, It's an interesting story. And then, what what got you into cookery? Was it you know was it then meals with your with your grandparents or whatever it might be? What 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 gives you the drive to start doing food? I kind of actually stumbled onto it because I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, I yeah, graduated high school, did a, I got a degree in business marketing. Why in, did you? Yeah, in uni. Um, and then I studied because I was like, I don't know what to do, but I really like cooking. I'll just do my um, cert in commercial cookery. Um, and then when I was doing that, I was like, I should really start working in kitchens to make use of everything oh that's a, um, that's a slippery slope yeah so, that's a slippery so yeah so i was bartending and then i transitioned to the kitchen um and then i just since then i've been working in kitchens and then recently obviously i just left to start start my own business for and, sure we'll get into that so how long were you actually working in, in in professional kitchens so i wouldn't say that not long compared to other chefs that's for sure maybe about six years oh yeah yeah okay. six years yeah yeah. Nothing crazy. Um, started pr- really late for chef because mm. you know how chefs normally start like yeah, when they're fourteen or something. Yeah, yeah, I started that was when me. I was yeah, yeah when I was twenty twenty something twenty twenty one twenty two maybe yeah okay yeah. because you've done the marketing and whatnot the marketing the business degree then the commercial oh yes degree. yes so when yeah. I was doing yeah when I was doing my business degree I wasn't working in kitchens at all yeah. yeah how was the business degree. It was, to be honest, I wasn't in the right headspace for it, yeah. so it was kind of a waste. I do have a paper degree, so I guess yeah. it came out of that, but at that time I was young, so I was just like partying yeah. and doing stupid It's hard shit. when you're yeah. young to actually like, even though you do that, you can do the, collect the information and then put the information on a piece of paper, it's hard to digest it and be mature with yeah. the information. Do you know what I mean? I, I find that in kitchens as well, like if you take on an apprentice who's, 18, 19, 20, for instance, or you take on a mature student, we've took on a couple of them, yeah. who might be even like 24, 25, 26, 27 onwards, the way that they retain information is a lot different. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lot, lot different. I, I definitely agree. And I also feel like they have to be in it. Like, they have to be like, I want to do that, and I'm going to... It's like a... In a yeah, they've made a bigger choice, yeah. for sure. I get it. Because if you're just doing it... For the sake of doing it, and you're mm. not going into absorb information, then you're not. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Like, I, just, I, I wasn't going to um, absorb any information. I was just there to tick it off the. Oh, you're here, roll call. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. school, right? For a lot yeah, of people, that's yeah, school, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you don't realize like that between finishing school at 16, 17, and then going into actually working. Like it takes a while to understand that this is a job, this is responsibilities. These people have got yeah. kids, and we've got a, we're working for a restaurant that's got to, you know, treat the customers well to get repeat business, and you know the whole knock-on effect. It's hard to um, 
to, to grasp that at a young age. And as you get older yeah. and you realise when you've got rent to pay and you've got these, these things, yeah. and you're like, shit, I need this fucking job, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a completely, it's a completely different mindset, I think, for that older person. So you're in kitchens, you're enjoying it, you, 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 and whatnot. I'm guessing it was you in COVID. Yes, so I, I, yeah. So for a couple of years... During COVID, I got stood down because, yeah. Um, yeah. There was no business. I, yeah, there was no business. And, uh, and then I, that was actually how I transitioned into starting this was because I got stood down and I didn't get any, because I'm Singaporean, I didn't get any government financial support from the government. So I didn't get any of the job. So thing. not permanent resident? No, not yet. So I'm under de facto at the moment. Oh, but hopefully yeah, yeah. soon. Hopefully yeah, yeah. soon. Because I've been de here. De facto is your partner is partner. Australian. Yes. Yes. And I've been, but I've been here for like 11, 11 <laughs> years or so. So I was like, bro, So if you me. just jump from visa to visa. Yeah. So like student visa. Yeah. Student, 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 temporary graduate. And I was actually on road because I was a chef and chef was on the skills list. Yeah. That I could have um, obtained my PR that way. But then COVID happened. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. COVID kind of messed a lot of things up for me. But at the same time, if... COVID didn't happen, I probably wouldn't have started my own business. You probably wouldn't be with your partner. It's just with It's something to talk about, you know, because like, there's a lot of people travelling and whatnot now, and the, as the world has opened up a lot more over the last 6, 12, whatever months it is. There's more people coming back to Australia. There's more people travelling around. And visas is a real thing. I remember when I was in that visa world for maybe seven years or something, you know, my yeah. working holiday visa. Then I went back home and then it was like trying to get a visa to go back out. So then I was on a sponsorship. Yeah. And I, like on a, then I, yeah, I was on a sponsorship for four years and I had to get a nominated sponsorship to be PR. Yeah. And you've got to get your PR and then you, then it's another one to get your residency, right? So, and then if you're a student, you can throw a student one in there. And yeah. if you, if you do have your sponsorship, you're at, you, you know, you're kind of loyal to that restaurant for a yeah. period of time. Exactly. You can change it over. So if there is people out there that are looking to do these kind of things, there is ways to do it, but there is a process. It's, it's, good, it's a good yeah. thing to learn to yeah. make sure that you don't think, oh yeah, I'll just move to Australia and everything's going to be all right. Yeah. There is, you could be here for four years on a sponsorship and not get PR. They might yeah. be like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get you, we don't want to be a nominated sponsorship yeah. or whatever, or a nominated PR. And then it, I, I, we know a fair few people that, that's had to go home. Yeah. So yeah, it's something that's very um, something you've got to be aware of. Yeah, it's very real. I mean, it's it's a lot of money as well. Obviously, a lot Huge of money with visas, and then it's no, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. You, and also with the world's climate, if let's say COVID were to happen again, then all that scrapped. Yeah, yeah. So because yeah, we clarified that, like you said there, because you, you were Singaporean, you weren't PR. You couldn't get any support. The government decided that, that basically anyone that wasn't a resident, a, a citizen, or had permanent residency would be not would be not not entitled to any government support. Basically, you run yeah. your own, or you could go back to your own country. Is basically, basically is what, what they said. Yeah, yeah, basically, if I didn't apply for the de facto visa, I would have to go back to Singapore. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like yeah, or find a job that. That you could do and get paid for, right? You could no. Oh no, no. that isn't the case. You had to go. Yeah, I had to go pretty much I, until my visa ends. I don't know how the logistics, but my visa was close to ending, and I right, was applying okay. for the Got next it. step. Of yeah, the you're right. Sorry, my mistake. But yeah. no, yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, it was just a tough situation. So I just yeah, yeah and then went ahead with that. But that was how I transitioned to. So I didn't have any income during that time. Yeah, and I was back living in an apartment, pretty big apartment 
uh, alone? Uh, no, me and my partner. Oh, you and your partner. Me yeah. and my partner uh, and our two cats. Now the dog. <laughs> now the dog. So two cats and a dog now. Um, but yeah, so I was doing, I started doing takeaways from the apartment block. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say this because it's... Uh... <laughs> Whatever. You've, you've got to stay alive, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Who gives a shit yeah, about yeah. tape when you've got to stay alive? Like... Yeah, so basically I was just doing that to um, get some money. So what was that? You would make like meals and put them in plastic containers kind of thing? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, so I basically... We have a Facebook group and it's like 200... There's a lot of people in there. It's like yeah. at least 200 or maybe even 400. So it's yeah. like a big apartment block. So I basically, oh, within your building? And within the whole building, yeah. Right, so got I just it, got the building because the building's huge. Got so it. I was like, and you can't go far anyway because the lockdowns were very severe. Yeah. So I basically posted being like, hey, I'm starting this page and doing takeaways. If anyone's keen, join the page and then we can take it from there. Right? Yeah. So every week I would do I would do a new menu every week. One entree, one main, one dessert. Um, and then order whatever you want. And then nice. dedicated time pick up and then I'll just go down to the basement and then everyone picks up, literally, everyone picks up the meal and that's it. Awesome. And Did I you was, do all right? It was actually pretty good because I think I, it, I had a, I'm super grateful because I had a lot of support from a lot of people that, um, yeah. that was living there who was yeah. obviously helping out and everyone was, a lot of people were working from home as well. So it was just easy for them. A yeah, lot of people of didn't cook and they just wanted meals. Some people doing all right in COVID. Yeah. You it, know what I mean? Some I people... Mean, it was business like wise, yeah. business wise, there's businesses that were thriving in COVID. They're oh really, yeah, they really the was. big businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like if yeah. you work for a bank or if you work for a market yes. agency or if you work, there's a lot of areas where people were at home, money was still coming in, but they couldn't go anywhere. So eat, getting food from the oh yes, yes, yes what I'm yes, saying? Of course, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, I think a lot of people there didn't like to cook. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, yeah. So it was so they just what kind of food are you doing? Oh, I did a mix of everything. I did yeah, I did pastas, I did salads, I did. Rice, so did everything really, or nice. what people want to ask for suggestions. What you want, just tell me, and then if I'm able to make something like that that tastes good, I'll probably put it on. Yeah, for car- yeah, for car- a whole bunch of stuff. I think that as yeah. well. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but as a chef, it's hard just to sit around as well, right? Mm. Do you know what I mean? As much as you need to make money, you want to, you just want to keep cooking as well, right? Like if you're not cooking, you feel like you're. Something not good, you know what I mean. So yeah, you need, yeah, yeah. if you've got that entrepreneurial spirit and you you know and you're a chef and you're always on the go, it's hard to just be sat around. So I, I can appreciate that you probably want to do that to get rid of some energy as well. Oh, 100%, right? Yeah. yeah. I had. I mean, I had nothing. I was in a one bedroom apartment with my partner and two cats, so I was very claustrophobic. Yeah. Tiny ass balcony, um, and basically I had so much time on my hands. Yeah. So there's only so much Netflix I can watch and so much games I can play. Yeah. yeah. And I needed to make money anyway. So it just, it, it worked out. It worked yeah. out. Yeah, 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 yeah for, for sure. sure. So from there, you, you're making the meals and then you started your own business. Tell so from it. there, make the meals and then that was how I first offered up the chili oil. Yeah, was okay. to these um, neighbours and friends and stuff like, it's like that. Like an add-on, right? Yeah, like if you want a job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then people... Ooh. Quite a lot of people purchased the jar, purchased it for gifts and had really, really good feedback and everyone's like, yeah, you should start, um, jar it up, put a label on it, blah, blah, um, and sell it. And I was like, people were just saying that, right? So I just brushed it off, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then um, COVID kind of ended. I started working in, oh yeah, I started working in, uh, I was working at Green Man's Arms and then I moved to uh, Rizzo, an Italian restaurant. Yeah. Um, and then... Is that vegetarian? 
Yeah, vegetarian Italian. Yeah. It's not there anymore. Um, yeah. It's close now. Um, but yeah, so and then I uh, got, got a bunch of chefs that tasted it and everyone's like, yeah, it's really good. Got really good feedback. Uh, put it on the menu at the restaurant. Yeah. Um, and started and then take it, took it from there. I was like, I should really do this. And I'm pretty, I, I think I'm pretty entrepreneurial. Like yeah. I like to delve into business and I've always got kind of a mind for that. Yeah. Um, so it just makes sense to do a business based on food, which is what I've been doing as well. So did that and then and then just never looked back. It's an easy. It's a. It's a, there's, there's the the barrier the barrier to entry is quite low as well in yeah. the food industry. Do you, yep. know, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, 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 you don't need a two million dollar investment. Yes. You yes. need like you can do it with twenty jars and forty dollars worth of ingredients and away you go and a mm. label and. You can even write it on the jar with a texture, right? There's, I've seen it all. There's wines out there where it's just wrote on on a texture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. You can you can be as low as you want it to be. You is can. What yeah. I'm saying so. That's, yeah. It's a good it's a good option. So with a recipe, did you, is this a recipe that you you made up, or is it a recipe that's been in your family, or what's the situation? No, so it's just I've been making chili oil for years, and it's always been the same recipe. I did tweak it um, to now to yeah. how it is now. You have. Yeah, I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. I added some new new things. Tweaked the. I was tweaking it like crazy with regards to like the soy, um, how much sugar, the sugar, the everything, um, mm. and then added a couple more aromats and stuff like that. Um, and and yeah. And the, was it hard to come up with, to to be satisfied? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I, there was a lot of tweaking. There was a lot of tweaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm very happy with it now. Yeah. I think now it's. We're exactly where I want it, so yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Do you eat it a lot? Uh, I do. I used to eat it a lot more. I definitely eat it less now. Yeah. Um, but every because every batch I made, obviously, I have to taste it, and I'm still I'm not sick of it yet, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> that would be yeah. Because you know how like if you if you work if you work whatever restaurant you work at, you'll probably get sick of the food because For you sure. eat it so often, unless the menu changes all the time. For sure. Yeah. That is a thing that you've got to remember if people are going to be starting making these businesses. I'm a big advocate for people bringing a product to market, especially chefs. I'm, I think it's a, it's a must. I, th- you know, I think you're crazy if you don't. Yeah. But what you do have to remember is if you are going to do this, you're going to be making a lot of it often and it's going to be very repetitive. Mm. So you've got to love it. You've mm. got to love what it is. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, 100%. Because yeah. it has to be at a standard. It has to be... Uh, consistent as hell because obviously if it's going to the supermarkets and the retail stores and restaurants and things like that if that's one of the key things that yeah. they're getting you in for because of the consistency or else they would just make their own potentially so you're going to be making a lot of it so just make sure that you love what, you love yeah. what you're making right? Yeah, don't yeah, make yeah, something yeah. that's going to also make something that's too difficult Yeah. because if you're going to it's alright doing 10 of them or 15 of them or 200 of them but if you're doing like 15,000 of them, yeah. you don't want to be doing, you know, try and simplify it from the beginning because also you hear a lot of people, oh, it started off really good, but then it dropped off. Yeah. As the scale got in, something yeah. that people need to be uh, be aware of for sure. So it's, go on, tell us, tell us the name and the, 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 the story behind the name. Story behind the name. So basically, me and my partner were just tossing up ideas for names and we just stumbled upon Six Eight Scorpion because... I'm a Scorpio. All right, okay. So that was kind of how... So are you into all that? So are, you into, are, you into, are you into like star signs and all that kind of thing? <sighs> a little bit, pit? but not, I'm not like crazy. I'm like, oh, you're a Leo. Fuck you. Like, no, <laughs> not, not, not that intense, but like, yeah. um, I mean, stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I'm not, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Um, 
But yeah, if you want to go into it, you got to go into like sun, moon, and all this rising and stuff, and that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, yeah. So I'm a Scorpio, uh, and then we basically went from Scorpio to Scorpion um, because it just sounded better. Um, and then we just googled how to make it sound good. Um, and yeah, so Scorpion has either six to twelve eyes. Is that right? Yeah. So it varies. Uh, different scorpions have different number of eyes. Right, okay. Um, and to me, I mean, six-eyed scorpion sounds a lot better than eight-eyed scorpion or 12. Or <laughs> yeah, ten. yeah, yeah. It just sounded the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were able to find the handle of that on every single space because there's nothing... Because, That's a big part of it, right? Which is a big part because it I is. didn't want it to be like six-eyed scorpion on Instagram and then on on uh, our website and it's six dash like we just wanted a very consistent thing with everything yeah smart that's um, your marketing coming into uh, effect <laughs> yeah I hope so yeah. Um, but yeah that was kind of how it was just mainly from the fact that I was a Scorpio and just took it from there and yeah. I love Scorpions yeah but yeah you got one tattoo here oh yeah okay. yeah so, it's so just, it all fit in quite really nicely yeah it all just kind of fit in and, and just make sense the only thing is when we go to markets when we do it in markets people either two there's two questions we get asked is that if there's actual scorpions in it which is definitely not the case it's vegan (laughs) and then the second question is people get really scared that it's going to be really really spicy spicy because they think which that one i completely understand Mm. because they'll Mm. be like oh six eight scorpion must be like insanely spicy but the original is crazy mild in my opinion yeah yeah and then the extra spicy is when the heat comes through i agree i think it's cool i i I think it's different right yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's 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 it's, different, it's, yeah. it's it's yeah. I don't know what I, how I can explain. I feel like this, I hope this doesn't come across as racist, but anyway, it just feels a bit like like um, like a bit gangstery, <laughs> a little bit. Do you know like mafia? Yeah. Like I don't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, a little course, bit like yeah. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I think intriguing. We, do you know that, what I'm saying? That's very right because um, my partner, who is a graphic designer. Yeah. who is really good at, she was creating, she's trying to create like, um, what was it? What our brand, what you want our brand to be. And yeah. she did say, yeah, intriguing, like moody. Yeah, moody. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, whole yeah. blue and the black. Exactly. Um, and I let her, that's not really my area of yeah, expertise. Yeah. So I kind of follow her late on that. She really helped with the business at the, the forefront as well with all the design and the labeling and the website. like The feel. Yeah, the feel of it, um, because I'm better just making the product and yeah. I'm better at the numbers, and yeah. she's better with the whole design mm. aspect of it. And I think she, it comes across as that, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I, that's how I feel it. Even though it's not, um, what's the like the Yakaiza? I know it's not Japanese. But oh, like, yes, you know, yes, like yes, that yes, kind yes, of thing. Yes, like, and yes, I yes. feel like it suits it suits you with the way that you yeah. you, you carry yourself as well yeah. with tattoos and big rings and. Do you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it feels like it's part of you, which is a, yeah. what I'm saying is it's a positive. It's an expression of yourself, right? Yeah, I think so. Which I think yeah. is a is a it's a good thing. Yeah, that's what yeah. I feel like. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. What about what about City Ladder? How did you guys come up with um, um... that name? I come up with that name uh, by Ladder in England. So the ladder section in the kitchen, I'm sure yes. you're fully aware, is generally the cold section slash. Mise en place, terrine, smoking, curing, them kind of things. Um, and also a larder in, like, where, my, where I'm from, my grandmother used to have the larder, which was, like, in the back of the house. It used to be the old toilet and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when, when toilets come inside, they 
They knocked them down and they made these things called ladders, which would have a big slab of concrete or marble or some sort of stone before fridges. Yeah. And they would put the meat on there. And yeah. like when I was younger, we used to, I used to go on my nana's and she'd be making pies and cakes and all these kind of things. And I'd be like, oh, can I get a slice of pie? And she'd be like, oh, it's out in the larder. So that was like, so there was like a double element there for my grandparent, my grandmother. And um, obviously the larder section was one of my favorite sections always to work yeah. on. I like that, like more of a making things as opposed to just blanching, no disrespect to this, but like blanching vegetables or cooking a piece of meat or cooking a piece of fish. I prefer like smoking fish or curing or yeah. more of a making yeah. craft kind of style. So that was where the ladder come from. And then we were trying to bring, I felt like I wanted to bring like the, that style of farmhouse, terrines, pate and that you, I would like to think in your head, it comes across as like farmhousey, like yeah. country kind of thing. Just do you know what I'm saying? Like course, yeah. rustic kind of kind of whatnot. And I wanted to kind of refine that and bring that into the city. Yeah. So I wanted to cut. So hey, I wanted, like, it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wanted to make it a bit more like cosmopolitan. Yeah. A bit more glamorous, and then use a ladder. So we just call it city ladder. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Sick. I like the name. I love it. Yeah. It, yeah. That's. But honestly, the, the amount of times say, oh, yeah, it's, you know, on the, you hear them on the phone. It makes me cringe every time. Hey, it's, you know, Chloe or Rebecca or Claudia or whoever from City Larder. City Larder. City Larder? And they're like, (laughs) you know, the people that do your terrain and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that'll happen... Really? Five times a day. I'm like, I, was, I swear to God, you're here I, now in the office. Sit around long enough, you'll hear it. Because I would assume that that's right. Because mine is a struggle. Because mm. I just say, I am from uh, Sandra from Six Light Scorpio. They're like, huh? Yeah. And I just spell it out. I'm yeah, just like, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's but maybe like, actually, so we, there's a classic example of something where you think it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your name, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's that the actual shop's quite loud and they've got customers and they can't hear you. Yeah. So if it's happening to both of us, potentially of it isn't the name. It's actually just because people can't hear you. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. It's one of them classic examples where you think it's you, yeah. but it's, it's not you. It's something else. So tell us about how you got it to market. Like what, you've got this idea, it's COVID, you've made these meals, you're doing really well. Well, you know, you're getting by, should I say. You've got your visa organized. People start buying the jars which is all good and well, the next step is now you've got to get it into stores and, and you know, start making a bit more volume. So yes. what's the process? So, yeah, so I was making it at the restaurant that I was working at. So the kitchen was pretty small and I was making a lot smaller batches, obviously, at the mm. start. Um, and then and then I was just reaching out to all the places that I would want to stock at. Um, bringing in samples if I don't hear back um, and then take it from there. Uh, and then so you, I, you, you, you source the jars. You got oh the, yeah, so you source the jars. jars. What else did I do? Source the jars, you, labeling. So you, you're part, you're lucky in that aspect because you've got a, you, your partner's a graphic designer. So I'm guessing yes. she helped with that. So no, she just she did the all the design stuff, yeah. and then I went to look up basically all the business stuff. So like did my licensing, so food license, uh, source the jars, source the labels, um, get good suppliers. Um, yeah, fresh produce, uh, produce from, make sure that I get the specific shallots from Tasmania, um, and and then start it from there. Yeah. And then... So like, you get all your ducks in a row? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, which sounds like a lot, which is just really Google searches, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. It's Google like, search, reviews, word of mouth. Yeah. Um, whatever hat, obviously the, the ones with the best review, like 
reviews are probably going to be better. Are you talking printers and things like that? Yes. That, yes. So yes. I, obviously I can't, we wanted the product to look like we sourced jars from Plastine, which I think everyone uses. Yeah. Um, but we wanted really nice uh, thick jars with thick lids. Um, and then the labels needed to be perfect because it's see-through. So it's yeah. completely clear. So it has to be right. Yeah. Um, so we invested in that. I tried to buy as much as I can, which made sense because obviously the more you buy, the cheaper it gets. Yeah. Um, storage was a huge issue for me. Um, but then we moved now, so now I've got a big garage and everything can be slotted in there. Yeah. Um, There's places like Storage King for yeah, people that yeah, are out there. Yeah. We actually have 15 pallets of jars stashed away at Storage oh, really? King. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. just in case anything happens. Yeah. But we, yeah, the facility is huge. But we still need, honestly. <laughs> we, still need, we need them because if. So here's a story, right? We, we, we get our jars from China. All Everyone gets the jars from China. Yeah. Because there's no one in Australia that doesn't. Yeah, that makes in these most jars don't yep. aren't in Australia. Like ninety nine percent of jars aren't from Australia. So uh, a container got dropped and, and destroyed no. without with ours on. Yep. And we only had we didn't have enough. Cut long story short, we had to fly over four pallets of jars from China. It cost me twelve grand to fly four pallets of jars over from China. One pallet of them jars got destroyed. Game over. And twelve to fly them here, so it's three and a half thousand dollars a pallet. Yeah. Plus a twelve grand to fly them here, and one of the pallets was just completely destroyed. Completely destroyed. Oof. It just went straight in the bin. So that was three and a half grand straight in the bin. Yeah. So it cost me like you know fifteen grand to get these three pallets of jars here. Yeah. So we didn't run out. Like you can get a storage king for like you know twelve grand a year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. we just have them there. Yeah. All the time, never just again, in case. Yeah. yeah. Never again. Yeah. yeah. Never again. <laughs> never again. It's yeah. It is. It is an issue because obviously we've sometimes it's on um, like they won't have stock available, so you really have to plan ahead. And even with my spices, I actually have trouble finding chili flakes at the moment because oh, really? of the floods in Queensland. Um, and. Yeah, just getting the right quality. I, I hate having to change like sauce, different supplies, obviously, because the quality and the yeah. consistency, like you said before, needs to be there. Um, this is yeah. all. This is supply chain. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, supply yeah. chain, yeah. right? So it's getting all that. It's something as well that we had to. We've learned over over time, but making sure that yeah, you do always have a backup, a, a, a backup, a yeah. store. Yeah, even now to this day, we have the dry store. Then we have a store, a place where we've got other like pistachios for instance we've got what we've got in the dry store then we've got what's coming from the dry store into the for, sorry in the storage into the dry store and then we've got a backup pallet still to this day so yeah, like yeah, yeah. which has got 40 kilos on so if something was to go wrong and someone forgot to order it or something got dropped or the forklift went through the the pallet or whatever it would be we could pull off them and we could still we'd still have enough that's really good that you have a whole yeah you got everything, all your bases covered. We need to. Like, yeah. You know, if we don't have that, then yeah, that, like, that's a huge part of our revenue, of right? Course, like yes. the pork and pistachio terrine. If we yeah. don't have that for two weeks, three weeks, that's a huge amount of money that we're going to yeah. lose. Yeah. So yeah. supply chain is a big, big, a big part of getting yourself organised for yeah. sure. Sorry, carry on. So you got all your ducks in a row. You got all that organised. You got the recipe sorted. You've got your jars. You've got your labels. You've got your health and safety certificate. Yeah. Was that re- where did you register? Uh, where I was making it. So oh, at the kitchen? At the kitchen. So you piggybacked off the back of someone else's... Uh, no, but I still had to pay for the... Yeah, yeah. Completely separate. But you need the address. Yes. 
So again, so oh yes, yeah. so the, it's like where it's not my address, but I just use their address yeah. and they ask, and it's completely fine. Yeah. yeah. So you you can't unless you can't build a food business. I'm trying to give the information so people are thinking about of doing course. it. You can't b- build a food business out of a re- out of your home residence unless the home residence is. Uh, registered as ah. a food safe place yeah. so you've got to piggyback on the back of someone else we did the same yeah. thing we did exactly the same yeah. thing we changed it twice over the years four times over the years but at the beginning before we got our own our own uh, site we had to go on the back of two other people's because that business is then registered as a food hygiene place yes. so you piggyback on the back of there gotcha yeah, yeah. It's a, so if you are looking to do it and you don't want to do it from home you've got to go into a shared kitchen either one where you pay by the hour and they know the situation because that's what everyone does or you do it from work and you speak to your boss and say listen I'm thinking about doing this can I piggyback on the back of your health and safety yeah uh, yeah so yeah. you got all that done then you've got it in the jars how do you fill the jars by hand yeah okay yeah so that's so going back to what you said before about the scalability thing that's something that i found out obviously the hard way because it's not i haven't found a way to scale it without doing it literally manually by hand each jar yeah because it's so chunky that it's and it's hard to you have to constantly mix it get the right amount of shallots the right amount of garlic spices and oil um, so I can't use like a filler, let's say, um, because it's just so chunky. Yeah. So if I were to come up with a, the next product, it's definitely something I would think about with regards to scalability, where I can really streamline the process. I've learned so much. Since of course. Like the amount that I've learned, just like logistics-wise, but even what you just said before, I've already learned a lot from the whole storage thing. Um, and every day I'm just having to, like with expanding to Sydney like there was a whole another thing that I had to learn and there's so much I have to learn and I'm still doing everything by myself because I haven't I'm not big enough I'm not big like you guys no, no, we're, we're tiny we're tiny <laughs> no, as well know, like compare yeah comparatively I even, yeah, I yeah. been a year in so I'm still yeah, yeah. very new to it like, coming up to you uh, next month actually one year one year. One year. Oh, well, that's One year a, that's big. Yes. You've done, yeah. In Sid, you, you're into Sydney. You've got a distributor here. You're doing a bit yourself. You know, you're doing your own. Yeah. That's a that's a big achievement. I'm trying. That, yeah. That's so I'm a just trying my best to just keep going. I guess keep learning, keep growing, um, doing it step by step. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I got yeah got the jars, got the ring sorted, got the boxes. So that's ready for wholesale for yeah. and to ship and all. So you just that. got to find a box company. Find a box get them, company. Yeah. Measure it all up. Get the rep out. Just get the fucking rep out yeah. here. <laughs> Say these are my jars. Oh, can you organise this for yeah. me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. So I did all that and then and then what else is it? And then that's it. And then you've got to get it on the shelf, right? Get and it on the shelf. Start get knocking it, on doors. Start knocking on doors. Giving samples. My I I base a lot of what I guess how I get into markets is based on just purely the product really yeah um, let the product I mean, speak for itself yes so i always wanna if people aren't sure i want people to taste it because i genuinely feel like it's a really good product i agree yeah thank you <laughs> um and then i think the packaging is good i think it's ready to be ready for shelves and everything um so yeah just just put it put, put myself out there and um, How was that when you say you put yourself out there? Was that nerve wracking, or was that you know? Because at the end of the day, it's your product. You're putting, you know. You I would I would say at the start, 
definitely yes I was very like selective and I was very like oh no like I'm not sure but now I'm just like I don't care like if you say like I can take 20 no's and I'll be like that's all right maybe now's not the right time maybe we can revisit in six months let's say um let's go like let's go yeah <laughs> let's yeah let's, whatever right yeah I mean it's if you believe in it right yeah. if you believe in it I think if you believe in it and we've always been very much the same like let the product speak for itself. Like yeah. you taste it, you let me know. If you don't think it's good, I believe it's good, and a lot of people will agree with me. We know we put good product in there. We know we handle it with care. We know we put we couldn't put any more love into it. The whole team puts all their love into it. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Like exactly. it might, you know what I mean? I mean, but, yeah. At the end of the day, taste is subjective. Exactly. What someone might absolutely love, someone else might hate. So absolutely. As long as yeah, what you said. As long as you believe that your product's good. That's all that really matters. Yeah. That you're not putting out something that you don't truly yeah. love. Yeah. I think I've heard Adele and, and, and singers say, you know, you've, you've got to, like with some of the songs and albums and things, you've got to really believe in it to be able to deliver it. And if you don't truly believe, if you know, like, oh, that is a bit cheap and I have, yeah. I have put a bit, it's hard to <laughs> yeah. deliver it with such real confidence, right? Yeah, Do you know 100%. what I mean? But if you know you've given it, Everything you can, and you 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 you're not. It's not costing you a dollar to make, and you're selling it for fucking sixty five dollars. Of course, yeah. You you you're being fair, and you want everyone to make a couple of quid off it, and you're using the best ingredients, and you're doing the best you can, and all the rest of it. Then you can stand by it and say, look, this is this is this is what I'm doing, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what's been the biggest challenge? Would you say? Biggest challenge. Right now, (laughs) finding staff. I don't know. Finding Uh, staff. (laughs) Well, now I'm at the point where I. And I, I need a hand. Yeah. So I've got friends helping me. Um, but then, yeah, so... But it's also hard because I'm still so small where I can't, let's say, hire someone full-time. Yeah. Um, so I don't have those hours per se. Um, but it's just slowly, yeah. So staff, um, having to... Yeah, like growing, like distribution. This is the first time I've ever done it. Like, mm. learned a lot from Rebecca. Yeah. Really helped me. Um Everything really, everything is hard. Everything's learning because yeah. everything's new, completely brand new. Because I've never worked in business before. I've never done any of this stuff before. But I try to learn to the best of my. I think I'm a pretty quick learner, and yeah. I really just delve in and just do the best I can. Invoicing, all that kind of thing. Invoice, how did, yeah. How did you go with that? Invoicing. Oh, actually, one thing I really absolutely hate is chasing people up on their invoices because that's standard. Yeah, because it's just. I don't want to have to be like, can you please pay me? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's... You feel like you're begging almost. Yeah. But at the end of the yeah, this is... But that, that's just standard. We, yeah, we, Yeah, we have a naughty list. I don't yeah. know if Beck would want me to tell you that, to say yeah. this <laughs> publicly, but we have a naughty list. So we have a list of people... A naughty going, list? A naughty oh, list, okay, yeah. Yeah, a yeah, naughty yeah. list. So yeah. like, it, it, you know, Santa, we're, we're big Christmas fans around here, so we have a naughty list. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you, you go on the naughty list and then... You don't get any more products until you've paid up, and then if it keeps happening, then you've got to go to COD or prepayment and yeah. these kind of things, right? Like, you just don't have time to be chasing money constantly. It's not exactly. fair. It's not fair. And I do understand cash flow problems with some people, and da 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 da, but ultimately, people have got to pay you for what you do. Yeah. Invoices do get missed. Yeah. Invoices get missed, and things do happen. People yeah. on holiday or whatever it might be. So it's not always black and white, but if someone's consistently not paying you, Sometimes you've got to think, is it worth it? Yeah. You realistically, honestly, you've got to think, you, there must be COD or you've got to put a system in place because if you work out that you're spending two hours a, a week chasing these people every week... There's extra time, yeah. 
then and they're still getting for the same. It's, yeah, it's, more, it's money. Time is money, right? Yeah. Time where you could be spending really them two hours getting more stockists. Yeah. Or manufacturing or yeah. whatever else. And if they're, they're taking up your time, is it worth? Is that? Is it worth it? Yeah. Yourself? At the beginning, I understand you've got to. Um, you just take everyone, right? You'll take any, like you know what I mean. So I'm not saying you're going to put it in rubbish, not great stores or whatever, but you're happy to take most business. I would yes, say, yes, at yes, the yes. beginning, right? right? But then yeah. as you get more and more and more, you find out there's a there's a sector that are just time wasters. You know what I mean? They've, yeah. They just make minimum order. They don't uh, they don't pay when they say they're going to pay. You've got to put a lot of time and effort into them. Yeah. Like, is it is this working for them? Yeah. And is it working for you? Yeah. If it isn't, then. Sometimes you've got to power ways yeah. as much as you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, of course, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're you're saying you, you need you need staff or you, you're looking for, then you've got to bring someone on. If, if they're wasting your time, then it's it's yeah, it's 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 not it's not worth it at all. Yeah. Yeah. What have you what have you found with invoicing and things like that and chasing money and managing to reconcile and managing to balance all the books and pay bills, not just you getting your money but you paying your bills plus yeah. manufacturing it's a lot there's a lot of work in all, yeah, in all yeah, that to is. be fair do you use a program a software program no all? I just do everything manually at the moment yeah. because yeah at the moment look at really... zero no no you, you should I do I literally look zero. At, yeah. oh yeah as look, a look at zero, zero. Rebecca yeah. can help you as well yeah. she's, she's been using it for many many years now yeah. we got we got told right at the beginning um get zero yeah and we were like we're too small we're yeah. this and that and the other but then when we did need to, then we were like a couple of years in we got zero you know what zero is right yes, of yeah, course, yeah. It's a software program exactly yeah. uh, the accountant software program if you then when we did have to move it was a big job yeah. moving it all over uh, and then you've got yeah. to input all that information then you've got to learn yeah but if you're learning when you've got whatever a smaller amount be easier the transition a, yeah. yeah it's a, yeah. a lot easier transition it's not expensive it's not yeah. cheap but it's yeah. not expensive for what you get okay so yeah. I would definitely consider that it gives you reminders it lets you know when you need to pay it lets you know when they're due to pay you yeah. you can put it, it just takes a lot of that stress out I think it's like 50 bucks a month okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like it, it, I think it might be worth it and again if you use zero, Rebecca can talk you through and help you through that transition yeah and give you all the the the, the, the the things that she struggled with, yeah, she can help you with that. Hundred percent, great. Yeah, so that, that's an, that's a, there's always an option, right? There's always yeah. an option. And what what advice would you give to someone if they if they were looking to do if they were looking to do this to start their own business? Yeah, a food business. I would say um, don't do it until unless you're willing to literally give one hundred and twenty percent. Yeah, um, it's hard work, but it's very fulfilling. Starting your own business is very fulfilling. Um, but it's very hard work, yeah. Don't do it until, unless you're ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, but I mean, I've always, when I first started, it's like, oh, what happens if it fails? Like, I'm not getting income in any other way. But it's like, if you don't do it, you never know as well. So You can always go back to work, right? Exactly. Like, if, you, if, it, if, if it doesn't work out, at least you've done it. Yeah. And, then, and then you can just move on. For like, sure. Yeah. There's and I think restaurants out. as well, I really believe that restaurants should be doing more products to retail market. I think it's inevitable. It's inevitable that it's going to go that way. So I think, you know, if you've got a restaurant and you've, and you, and you've got a really good pasta sauce or a really good whatever it might be, right? Yeah. A classic. At Rockpool, they do the seafood stew or the chimichurri or the Café de Paris butter or it's endless. There's a lot of them at yeah. Rockpool, right? And most restaurants have their three dishes that never move off the menu, right? Yeah. You know, it might be, maybe it might be an oil or a dressing or whatever it might be. 
if they should, like, I would definitely consider jarring that, bottling it, and getting it to market. I think there's going to be a big sector. My prediction in the next 10 years will be the supermarkets will have a big sector of restaurants and chef-made things. I it, think it, like what you just said, it makes the most sense because literally that one product um, would change most home kitchens just from that one product. And yeah. it's like high quality. I think what you said when you were asking before what's a challenge would be how to get products from, let's say, in a restaurant to the market with regards to how do you make something shelf-stable or... Yeah like with the expiry and so I think that's a struggle and like how to make like with hot sauce you have to make sure the pH is completely right and there's a whole process from getting a really good product um, just because if you're using it within two weeks or you refrigerate it it's easy but then from doing that to getting it literally on the shelves that will last a year yeah. I think that's a hard it's I a agree. whole new it really whole is thing as it re- well. I, I totally I totally agree with that 100% and also space in a restaurant and these yeah. kind of things. If you start selling like thousands of bottles or yeah, whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you've got to do it. But there's always third-party manufacturing. There's a lot, there's a lot yeah. of third-party manufacturing who will develop the recipes. Like you could, excuse me, that you could give them your seafood stew, for instance, or your yeah. buoy base or whatever it might be, or fish stock or whatever it might be. And they will be, because they've got the experience, they'll be able to show you how you get it shelf-stable. Or they'll have the equipment to put it shelf-stable. Or they'll let you know, if you don't want it shelf-stable and you want it refrigerated, they'll be able to do processes to get rid of stuff and get the pH right and the salts right so it doesn't ferment or whatever. So there's people out there that can help you in in that for sure. But I think, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely... A great way, and you know, if you really think about it, you could do as a as a restaurant, you or a, or a branded chef name, for instance, you could get a third party manufacturer to do it, just give it to a distributor, yeah. and you just take whatever ten percent. You know, yeah. but it's not a huge amount, but you don't have to do anything. It's another ten percent of revenue. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Depend- the only the only thing I heard about that, uh, what what do you call it? Third factor. Third party manufacturer. Yep. Yeah. Is that it's really expensive. It is really well. They've got to make it. Yeah, <laughs> but like you make. Yeah, actually, if you say like yeah, if it's like ten percent, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Because like if it's one phone call, can you make me two hundred jar, a thousand jars, ten thousand jars of this, yeah. and ship it to these guys, and then these guys sell it for you, and, and you're you take, literally hands off. Yeah. And then it's a brand game. Yeah. It's all about your brand. If you've yeah. got a restaurant that's a branded restaurant or. And this, all restaurants are branded, or this wouldn't have a name. But I mean, if if it's got a good reputation or whatever it might be, there's a then you can pull it off the back end and just take your ten percent for yeah. effectively nothing. Who knows what the knock-on effect is marketing for people who are then going to buy your sauce and come into the restaurant? Who's going to buy it and come in for Valentine's sure. Day? Who's going to buy it and go for Christmas? Because you know whatever it might be, the knock-on effect of that of branding. It's great having a restaurant in the middle of wherever it might be. But the circumference of, of the people that are going to come, or you know, isn't that going to be that gr- massive? To be yeah. fair, if you're a local restaurant or wh- whatever it might be, you've only got one door, you've only got eighty seats. Yeah. You can only fill that twice a day. You can only be open seven days. Do you see what I'm saying? Where like at yeah. least if you've got this going on, and then yeah, it's it's all branding. You're uh, you're in the supermarket where people are walking by, seeing your brand every day. Or oh, there's that brand, there's that brand, and the, you know what I mean. Just, there's a, the knock-on effect is massive, massive as well, yeah. in my opinion. That's just that's no, hundred percent. That is definitely 
I reckon you're right with your 10-year prediction. <laughs> that is mm. definitely the way to go because it just makes so much sense. Yeah, and I think COVID accelerated that. I, I've 100%. been saying this for a fair few years. It was logical, in my opinion, and there's a lot... Danny Vellant at the moment is doing a, a podcast series over the next five days or seven days, whatever it is, about cost and the, how much it costs to run a restaurant, and these, which has been incredibly interesting, yeah. which I've been listening to. Was this Danny, Danny Vellant with Dirty Linen? Yeah, Dirty Linen. Oh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So she's been, this week, she's been doing a whole series. Oh, you know she does series. Like, what, you yeah. know, there's, a, there's normally an issue at the beginning of the week that someone brings up or whatever it might be. And um, I think it was somewhere in Sydney, a, a restaurant in Sydney had brought out a, a Lebanese bread kind of thing and they were charging 10 or $12. Don't quote me, but they were charging, not a, a ridiculous, it wasn't like $70. It was, you know, 10 or Ten or twelve dollars, kind of thing. Yeah. But you can get it in like the suburbs, in like a local Lebanese bakery for like four dollars or something. And they're saying, you know, people were complaining that it was ten dollars. And they're like, yeah, but look at the surroundings, look at the glasses, look at the staff, look at the da 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 da. da. Mm. We're not making huge amounts of money. It's, it's a different setup. It's not a like a mum and dad setup with the son. And I'm not saying that them Lebanese places are like that. But what I'm saying is when you're out in the suburbs and the mum and dad and the mum's making it or the dad's making it and the kids are there as well, they can get away with change. Yeah. But when you've got 25 staff and t- payroll tax and you're yeah, in the middle awesome. of a, a, a fancy suburb with higher rent, and do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, this is what the topic she's talking about. But what my, on the back of that, what I'm saying is, if you know, maybe we need to look at other revenue streams also. Yeah. Not just putting the prices up. I think you should charge what you should charge for the product. I'm not suggesting you shouldn't get paid for what you, what you should get paid. But if the market is saying right now, and I'm not referring back to this the bread one, I'm just referring to the market in general because of interest rates and whatever it might be. If the yeah. market is saying you can, only, this is the cap for a chicken breast. This is the cap for a steak. This is a cap for a bowl of pasta. But that's under what the market is willing to is if the price of it the actual genuine whatever it is is over that and you're losing money effectively not losing money literally but losing margin over mm. that but that's all the market will pay you're in a position what yeah, you're going to do you're, stuck. Yeah. You're, you, you're stuck so what you we can complain about it which is you know which whatever that's fine i'm not saying people are whinging or anything like that it is a tricky situation but we need to think outside the box what we're going to do about it yeah. If this is the case, one of the options potentially is bringing something to market or selling it to another store or whatever it might be. Do you see what I'm saying? 100% I see what you're saying. You know what I'm yeah, trying to no, say? Yeah, yeah. There's a I lot agree. more to it. And I just think there's a lot of option out there. And I think there's a lot of people who've been doing it in the retail space for a long time who were, you know, the product are good, they're all right. But I think, you know, I think restaurants could push, yeah. push the boundaries yeah. of that and make, you know... What is it? All, all rising. What is it? All rising seas raise all ships, or whatever it is, right? Do you know what I mean? Like if yeah, you raise, yeah. the, if one person raises the bar, everyone will start raising yeah. the bar. There's Especially, definitely, yeah. No, you're right. Like there's definitely a lot of opportunity there. I would say there's, and I think there's a huge market for it as well, yeah. And especially down that sustainability, restaurants are a lot more yep. generally are a lot more product driven a lot more sustainably driven in the sense of the, the think about recycling, the think about where the product comes from and whatnot as well. Yeah. So I think that would be a knock-on effect as yeah. down the line as well if we yeah. brought that to the retail sector. Like, I'm really passionate about the retail sector. I was a chef for many, many years and I love restaurants. 
but obviously because we had Monty and the rest of it, I come away from restaurants, but I'm equally as passionate about retail and trying to raise that bar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, yeah. No, but that, yeah, that's what I, th- that's what I think. So no, look, definitely. Chili Oil's had a, a moment, let's be honest. There's, been a, there's, a, there's a quite a few on the market right now. Yeah. So, you know, ranging from all levels. I think yours is really up there as one of the top Thank ones. You. I genuinely, genuinely do. If not the best, definitely up there. What makes yours so special? I mainly go by taste because I think mine's completely different from anything that's out there. Yeah. Um, I've tasted a, a couple. Not, I wouldn't say I tasted. Oh, there's so many out on the there's market. A lot now, like yeah. I feel like every week there's a new one coming up because yeah. I just get it on my Instagram, just like new chili, and everyone's using the ads, so it's always like a new chili oil. But um, yeah, just taste it and then tell the me ingredients. if I'm wrong. Yeah, ingredients. So basically, more than half the jar is shallots. Yeah. So that's how you get that crispy and that sweetness from it. Yeah. Um, and then heaps of garlic as well. So it's super chunky. And then mine has ingredients, I guess, that other people might not use. Like I put dried shiitake through it. I put fennel seeds, Korean chili flakes. I use Sichuan peppercorn, black peppercorn, um, heaps of aromats. Um, and it's just quite different from, from what's on the market. Um, and I haven't had a bad thing said about it. So I'm... I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy with that, I guess. Yeah. 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 I think it's fantastic. I do. Thank you. I have it on fucking... Every, like, yeah. And honestly, you can use it on literally every single thing. Yeah. Like, you can literally use it on anything. Do you know what's really bad? This is, like, such a... Honestly, I'm fucking such a cheap snacker. You know them, like, right... You know, this is really... Anyway, I hope it doesn't offend you. Do you know them cheap rice... <laughs> cr- rice... Rice cakes. Rice cakes. Rice cakes, yes. Yeah, so we have them... Monty likes them rice cakes and... Yeah. It's... Because we're such a bad snacker, I need something to look... You know, otherwise it's just going to be, like... Just crisps or whatever yeah. else, right? So I'm trying to do the right thing there. One of them with a, a cheese slice, like a cheese, yeah. a cheese slice that Monty has in his in his pack lunch, with a spoon, like a big teaspoon of that of your chili oil over yeah. it. I, fuck, I have that most days, honestly, when I get in. If you have that with cottage cheese and the chili oil, that's so healthy and it's a good thing because oh, it's so cheese. high pro- yeah, cottage cheese because yeah, yeah. it's crazy high protein um, and it's good for you. Beautiful. Oh, I mean, it's, it's better for you than. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it probably that... tastes better because. Yeah, it's that's creamy. a great yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. That's, that's a good breakfast right there. I might <laughs> steal that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just Avo. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's great with Avo. Them, yeah. them, I've never really been into them, but the rice cakes. Yeah, are, but yeah. now I love them. Yeah. Fuck the good. I like crisp bread. I like crisp bread. What's crisp bread? Like uh Cracker. Like, crackers. Like crackers, yeah, but like yeah, bigger. Yeah. 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 It's pretty healthy too. It's just dehydrated. Yeah. Do you are you quite health conscious? Uh, I try to be quite healthy. Yeah, at home mm. I eat like when I go out I eat whatever. Like yeah, I treat myself and if I'm craving anything I eat whatever. Yeah. But I try to be as healthy as I can be. Although I love ice cream and I eat yeah. a lot of ice cream. What's your favorite ice cream? Hagen Dazs, I love. Yeah. So from from the supermarket, um, definitely just Hagen Dazs. Yeah. Um, and what then flavor? I, um, so I can't find coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, but coffee's amazing, Hagen Dazs, which I used to eat in Singapore. I love strawberries and cream. Yeah. I love the caramel one. Yeah. Um, I like the Baileys. Baileys is my Baileys. favorite. Baileys. Hagen Dazs, right? You're saying yes. Hag- yeah, Hagen Dazs. That's my favorite. They also. have Baileys. They have a Baileys, yeah, yeah. They, they don't have it here? No, they don't have it here. <laughs> they have the, only, I think they've only just come to Australia recently, right? Really? I'm, I'm pretty sure in the last five years. I'm, yeah. When I first got here, they weren't here. 
Oh. Weren't here, yeah. So it's a pretty okay. new brand yeah. here. Obviously in Europe and in Singapore, it must be, it's been going forever. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so thick and creamy, and it's always really hard. I hate soft ice cream. There's a trend. same. There's a trend. No one, I, no one. Well, everyone likes it soft. Oh, I don't get it. Me neither. There's a trend at the moment. If you got all the gelaterias and all the rest of it, and I'm not bagging them. Whatever you do, whatever you want to do. But there's a trend at the moment where all oh, yeah, the you can eat that ice cream in like two seconds. Oh, it's gone. Like, and I like to like lick it. And like, you know, yeah, I, I like it. I'll We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. But I like to take my time with it. Let's yes, say. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So with tub wise, that for me is unmatched from any other brand. Yeah. Um, and then I love uh, what was it? Uh, the one with the green Peter. Not Peter Pippo, sorry. The other Peter one. Peter Pippo. Uh, the other one. The green Picolina. Yeah, Picolina. Yeah, yeah. I do really like. Have you been um, to Jocks? No, is that new? Yeah, that, no. Jocks is very old. It's in. Um, it's in Middle Park slash Albert Park, round that way. Like, do you know what I mean? Port, yeah, 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 Port I Melbourne, know. Albert yeah. Park, Middle Park. It's in there. It's called Jocks. Old school, nothing fancy. He's yeah. only got one. I think he's only got one store. Um, he's got a few. He's got some tubs in a few retail places around. Yeah. But for me personally, that licorice ice cream there. Licorice. It, yeah, yeah. Li- that that is my favourite ice cream yeah. in Melbourne. I love that ice cream. Yeah. That's, yeah, I try not to eat too much of it, but fuck, when I go past there, I just can't help myself. Yeah. It's just too good. And because la- I get it every time, absolutely <laughs> every time. Last time we went, I'm like, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to get something else. I got something else and Beck got it. And I was fucking nah. gutted. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. So you good. would be like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, she was like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, was, I knew you'd be disappointed. I'm like, ah, oh, I know, I just, I just couldn't. You know, you're trying to be like a new, I know, new, yeah, because yeah. like, yeah, you want to try something new, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it, normally, a lot of the times, if you really like something, it doesn't compare yeah exactly um, what's your favorite flavor that's in the in retail in sorry in uh, in the stores in a, Do you have a store i like um pistachio i like yeah. coffee um black waffle does a really good camel crunch and it's vegan as well um yeah yeah but i like the classics i don't like when they add like five thousand things in yeah it. i just yeah, like yeah. clean Simple but really, really tasty. That's yeah, why I prefer like Hagen Dazs over Ben's and Jerry's. Ben's and Jerry's is too much cheese. Yeah, I, I totally. It's not even ice cream, it's just yeah, cookie like, crumble yeah, and yeah. a tiny drop of ice cream. Exactly, in it. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally yeah. with you. Um, what was I going to say? What's what what's the plan for the future? Like, have you got any, you know with the business? Are you you know are you going to do more condiments? Are you going down that path? Where can it lead you? What what's uh, where can where can it go from here? So I always thought about doing, like, expanding the product range. Yeah. Although it's, there's so much going on. Like, I was thinking about doing a hot sauce, but the hot sauce market's already so oversaturated. Yeah. I don't want to do things that are, like, this 5,000 businesses in it already. Yeah. Um, so that will always be in the back of my mind, like, trying to come up with new products. That, But I also want it to be as good as the chili oil. Yeah. Which is, I think that's a really good product, so it would be hard to get it on that level. Um, and I do want to come up with merch. Merch. Yeah. Nice. I do want to come up with merch at some point because I want to be rapid it and I want to. Yeah. I, I love fashion as well. Yeah, you can tell. Um, <laughs> thank you. you always look really safe, for sure. Very uh, um, so interesting. So I kind of I want to do merch that looks really good when mm. it's not just like slapping your logo on a t shirt. Yeah, yeah. But That's we'll what see. I would do. We'll see. That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to come up nah, with merch. I, mean, yeah. I also, I, I've got two things that I want to do. Yeah, there's two. Um, it's two slogans that I want to use as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Cooking but, the classics. No, it, it, it's actually pate life. Yeah. So I, we always we always hashtag the pate life. Yes. And I like the the thing with pate life is, 
It's about the liver. So chicken yeah. livers. Chicken livers are really well, you know, not as cheap as they used to be, but the, the, you know, they're a good value. Yeah. Not, not why the pat is so expensive. The reason the pat is so expensive, they're like, oh, the livers are cheap. It's like because of all the Madeira, the port, the brandy, all the other stuff, Addison, the butter, yeah. and all the rest of that goes Labor. into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Pate Life is about the chicken pat, the, the livers, and how it's not about where you start; it's where you finish. So, mm-hmm. like, the, the 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 livers are like four dollars, six dollars livers, but they end up being in this like really posh jar and like being spread in like do you know what I mean like you yeah. uh, you it'd be very unlikely like someone really glamorous to saute some chicken livers yeah. but they'll sit there and spread it on toast do you yeah. know what I mean so it's not about where you started it's, it's about where with the right journey if you meet the right people so the yeah. livers meet the butter and they meet the Madeira and they get along really well and they stick yeah. together and they create this great relationship and then they end up being further on yeah. the weather. do you see what I'm saying yeah how you turn something so let's say I don't know, simple to something extraordinary. Exactly, yeah. and I think that's the same in life. Yeah. I yeah. think it is. I think if you're on the right path and you surround yourself with the right people and you be a good person and you try your best okay, and you yeah. give it 100%, you'll be in a better place yeah. than where you started. Yeah. That's just what I, that's yeah. what I think. No, you know no, I mean? that's, you're completely right on that one. And, uh, I, and I, I love the one, I love the thing, it's without, without the team, it's just a dream. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like, it's something I always say to the guys, like, it, Without, like you say, without the, you're not in the position with staff quite yet, but when you do, you'll realise the importance. How important, yeah. 100%, and making yeah. sure that they There's a famous uh, marketer called Gary Vee, I don't know if you're aware of him. Yeah. Who oh, will, yes, the, yeah, the... The American guy. He's everywhere. Yeah, he yeah. is everywhere. He's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. I'm a big fan of his. He... Um, he always says that he works for them. Yeah. They don't work for him. And yeah. It, that, it, it couldn't be more true. Yeah. It couldn't be more. It yeah. could be definitely. Anyway, so uh, w- would you think about, like, we, we talked about congee right at the beginning, and, you know, you can put and uh, you can put a lot of other things into congee, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, would you ever think about doing that that kind of thing? You know what I mean? Like, more diced onion and chilli and vinegar and, you know what I mean? You know when you see, like, different things to be added, you go to the Vietnamese um, places and you get the pickled garlic. Yes. Would be yeah. would be another option, or you get there's always condiments. You know, you can yes, get, yes, yes. From Mexican to Asian to, to Indian, there's condiments everywhere. Is that yeah. the kind of the path you want to go down? Yeah. Like condiments, or are you looking to expand on go in on another direction? I was looking condiments, yeah. Yeah. So to stick with, so not not just chili oil, but like other condiments that are along the same lines. If that, yeah. So what did you just said? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Condom. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I kind of want things to all be shelf stable, but yeah. that's just me right now. That's a so, smart move because it just makes it's just it, it's, it's great just for storage. Great for storage. Great for storage. Cheaper because you don't need the refrigeration. Yeah. A lot cheaper to ship around. Yeah. Way cheaper to ship around. Yeah. You can deliver it in the back of your car. You don't need yeah. a refrigerated van. Shelf life, I'm guessing, is way, way, way better. Yeah. You know, from what we have. So these are all considerations that people need to take into. Yeah. When they are looking to bring a product to market, if if you're, it's something to take into consideration. It's up to you what you do. We do, we don't have that. We have a refrigerated product. Yeah. Then you can go further online. You can have ice cream. Fuck! Imagine trying to <laughs> ship ice cream around. And <laughs> yeah. That's a whole different world yeah. of pain, right? Yeah. So you've got from ice cream, and and whatnot. But again, the ice cream then gets six months or three months shelf life, right? Where like. But it's hard to get around. They've all got positives and negatives. Yeah. Like, and the realities of things like chili oil and things, they might not move off the shelf as quick as yogurt for, or yogurt or whatever. Yeah. Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But 
the advantage is you don't need the, you don't need the refrigeration. You don't yeah. need you can get big. You can get ahead more at Christmas. Yeah. So there's there's a lot. There's pros and cons to yeah. all areas of the market. Yeah. But it's something to take into consideration for yeah, sure. For sure. Listen, I want to let everyone know where they can find you. As in socials, and yeah, if you want to finish yeah. up with anything. Socials, um, everything, six sites call me in. Yeah, okay. Um, I think we mainly use, mainly Instagram, website. Um, TikTok, I've seen you on TikTok. We're on TikTok. Yeah. Um, you do some t- great recipes. You do heaps of good recipes. I'm trying, because I think that's the content people want to see. Definitely. So I try to do, like, easy things that people can replicate at home, like, quickly. And how to use it, right? We get how to asked, use it, exactly. We get asked the same get a, question. Yeah, how do you, how yeah. do you use it? Yeah. So if you can share that knowledge, yeah. for sure. Yeah, because I think that's the kind of content that people are most interested in, and then it just helps gives people inspiration on how yeah. to use it at home if they buy a jar. Yeah, you've got a great vibe as well, Uncle. Like, I feel yeah. like I feel like you you, you know the, your kindness and personality really comes through. Thank I you. think yeah. I think it's it's a yeah you're a good follower and I I see the, I see things all the time like that's a fucking great idea. <laughs> I'm sure. I actually ripped your um you did dumplings. Did you do dumplings with the, the chili oil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did a dish here recently. We yeah. just filmed it last week. We used our pork riette. Yes. In, in wonton wrappers Yum. with your chili oil. Yum. It was fucking great. It was Yum. really good, man. It was really yeah. good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Up, so, yeah. so socials, Six Eyed Scorpion. Six, yes. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Yep. If anyone, if there's any stockists out there that want to get in touch with you, where you're delivering? New South Wales. Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, obviously Victoria's main. Uh, we're slowly expanding to Sydney. And, yep. I mean, the goal is to go Australia-wide because I've been getting, uh, I mean, people want it. Um, and I do want it in uh, to provide it to as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's website. Website. Yeah. Website. We do direct online, so anyone in Australia can purchase a jar from us whenever. Yeah. Uh, we'll ship to you. Um, and yeah. And then if you want to get, if you're in Victoria and you want to stock our chili, or hit up City Larder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we distribute it for you for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And yeah. how's that been going? Just really quick, all good? Good to deal with, Rebecca? Oh, yeah, no, amazing, yeah. perfect, because yeah. you guys do everything. So you guys, are, you just hand it over, I just handed it over to you guys, and you guys take care of it. Claudia's been amazing. Yeah, awesome. uh, Rebecca's been amazing. Awesome. Um, it's great. just a breeze. It's great. Good. Well, I'm glad it all helps. Well, listen, that's it. Thanks for, for coming, and I hope everyone has a bit of a better understanding on how to get to the market, a little bit of a better understanding about chili oil, and a little bit of a better understanding in who you are and what you're about. Amazing. Thanks, Good Robbie. on you. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's all, folks.